welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Mega Turrican for the Sega Genesis. Mega Turrican was developed by Factor 5 Entertainment and released by Data East in June of 1994 for the Sega Genesis in North America. And in November 1994 for all European and PAL territories. Nice. On the Mega Drive. Oddly enough, I did not find any Japanese release. Oh, weird. Okay, well, I mean, I'm assuming they would have got it, right? You would have thought so, but they did not. Crazy. Now, Data East is better known to me as the publishers of Bad Dudes. Yeah, that's the first one that always comes to mind for me. <laughs> yeah, I think of them much more as an arcade publisher yeah, yeah. than a home console one for sure. And uh, Factor 5 is uh, probably best known for Indiana Jones's Greatest Adventures. Okay. No, not really. Oh. <laughs> They're best known for the Rogue Squadron series. Oh, oh all right. Well. They're the ones that did that on N64 and then yeah. its sequels, I think, all the way through GameCube. I, I think I only played the first one, but I, I enjoyed it. Now, this is the third Turrican game, the third in a series, and this series started out on the Commodore 64. Yeah, I kind of saw that, too, and it was on a t- like a ton of like home computer systems. Yeah, apparently, and it's late in the, the cycle. It started out, I think, as a demo, but it came out on the 64 in uh, 1990. Oh, okay, wow. Exactly. Man, and still kicking. Apparently, the original Turrican was a technical marvel that really pushed the aging system to its limits. Mm. And then there was a sequel for it, and it was also released amongst a wide range of home PCs, but I think it was primarily made for the Amiga, Commodore's second large computer system. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. And then apparently it was released um, on the Super Nintendo as a game called Universal Soldier. Yeah, I saw that too. Where I was like, is that... Was that before the movie? I or have no clue. In, no. <laughs> but from what I gather, you know, the Turrican series was mainly a Commodore slash PC game phenomenon. It was a, it's a, a title that I had recognized. So, you know, I'd never actually played one before. Well, even this one, uh, Mega Turrican, was originally composed for the Amiga, but uh, was apparently entirely reworked and recoded once they decided to make it for the Genesis home console. Right on. And apparently work was completed on this game in 93, but it took them over a year to find a publisher for it. Really? Even with its fan base. I mean, I guess it's kind of late in the Genesis cycle, maybe? I don't know. Well, they did have a lot of peripherals going on. (laughs) They're upgrading to the 32X, perhaps the CD at that point. Yeah, who knows? All the good stuff. Presented by Data East. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Mega Turrican? Um, I mean, I guess, okay, a 2D side-scrolling action platformer i guess let's yeah pretty much yeah i mean pretty much now you are are you turrican uh the turrican is the suit you're you're okay. like a dude who wears the turrican suit from what i could gather right. in the in, yeah story etc now i really had no clue because the game does not really give you a lot of story it gives you a little bit at the beginning and the end yeah yeah and honestly i forgot it 
minutes well, after it started. Well, I, what I did not forget are the god awful um, anime style uh, portraits and stuff. Like some of them, I'm like, "What is this guy? Look, he looks like a mutant duck or something." Like it's so weird. Like we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to get into the aesthetic of that in a, a little bit. But in this game, you can jump. Yeah, and it is a Mario style jump. It's a pretty good jump. Yeah, you got a good good hang time there. Good height. And you can move all over during your jump, so it allows you to get around real fairly easily in the world, the worlds that it presents you. Yeah, yeah. Now you can also shoot. Shooting is your main offense. Yeah, unfortunately, you're not shooting uh, in eight directions. No, which, you're only shooting in two. Yeah, you're, this is like a Mega Man style where you just have, you know, you have several weapons, but uh, you're, you're only shooting left and right. But unfortunately, unlike Mega Man, the levels aren't designed with that much care. So you often encounter slopes where your gun is useless. Certain ones, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll get more into the different guns here in a moment. One interesting thing to note about your main gun is that in its default mode, it is rapid fire. You can just hold down your button. Yeah, unless you turn it off in the options menu. But it seems to, you know, function fairly well as rapid fire. Yeah, I don't know why you would turn it off. I certainly didn't. I'm like, I'll never stop shooting. Exactly. So in this Turrican suit, you can also throw a rope, and I'm making air quotes right now around the word rope. Uh, it's the plasma rope, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that makes slightly more sense, but it is a series of balls that shoot out. Classic style, yeah. And it can be shot either straight up if you hold up, but otherwise it is at a 45 degree angle that you're looking. Yeah, or I mean, you can angle your arm up and down when you have it out to aim it. Oh, really? As well? Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. Like, it shows his arm move a little bit. Like, you get a full arc with it, but I didn't really use it that much. Like, I found oh. generally where I was like, there are certain areas where I was like, I would spend all this time trying to use this grappling hook improperly, because it is not the, the it's not from Bionic Commando. It's not what you think or want. Like, Yeah, well, and uh, that's the problem is, is, man, this rope is super awkward. It is a very awkward grapple. Once you've attached, you know, you can ascend. And you can swing, but the mechanics of it are just really, really bad. The swinging is weird. It's just like you just use it to pull yourself up next to a platform, and then you can just jump from it. You know, like that. It's just getting you somewhere to jump from. Yeah, yeah. It took. I mean, it took me a long time to like deprogram myself from trying to use it in these other ways, like other grappling hooks. But because it's it's really not. And uh, but once you do, I mean, it's like it got all right. I I made my peace with it. I don't think I ever did. And we'll get to which level really, you know, broke my my, my <laughs> bonds of friendship with the rope. But through the course of this game, you will rely on many items that you find. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And these items are not dropped from the sky. They don't fall from enemies. They are found solely in weird future chests. Yeah, future box. And you must attack and destroy the box to empty its contents. Yeah, they'll float off in the airs. And they'll, they'll keep moving upwards, too, like... And it's not unusual for the one crate to have many types of loot in it. Yeah, once. yeah. It'll be like clouds of items. It's kind of cool. Well, let's go over some of those items. Let's start with the weapon upgrades, Nick. We have the green orb, also known as the laser upgrade. Yeah, yeah. It shoots green balls out, which, I mean, I guess they're laser balls. I don't know. A laser ball. Okay. It does not look like a laser. It does uh, yeah, not, not act like a laser. It doesn't reflect off anything. It's not a straight line. But it is the most powerful, I think, of the weapons. Yeah, that's it's that's where I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Lasers are as strongest in Konami games, so. Mm -hmm. Now, when these chests open, sometimes there will be three different orbs that come out. Yeah. And yeah. whatever orb you take last is pretty much what you get stuck with, and it can be kind of frustrating. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You gotta, 
I mean, because you don't just get these weapons, you power them up through three levels. So that gets me to my next point. You can also use the orbs once you have it. The green orb will upgrade your laser. And yeah. I was confused as to how many times it actually did upgrade. Yeah, it's just the three, so... So you can get up to three levels of the laser, and it makes your your ball larger mm-hmm. and more intense looking. It's, it's stronger, I imagine. I would imagine as well. It seemed to be. Yeah, I, I had a hard time, you know, maintaining the weapon I wanted because of the multitude of orbs that would come out of the same box a lot of times. Yeah, sometimes you, you either have to, like, plan a jump where you're like... I want to land on the, you know what I mean? Like, I'll get these other two before I get to the one I want. So, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, and, but there's a point where, I mean, because you can, you'll get all three guns maxed up. You can still uh, level them up. Your orbs don't go to waste if you collect them, you know, before another one. So eventually, shortly, since they throw a lot of these at you generally, you'll have all three maxed out. And then it's like, just avoid them. They're not worth it, you know, if you yeah. already got what you want. And that's the other thing. When you switch between fully powered weapons, like let's say you have your laser fully powered. If you get this next weapon, the blue orb, it will be fully powered when you get it. Yeah. If Yeah. And the blue orb is the next weapon. It is, what is it called? It's like the rebound weapon. It's horrible. Well, I actually like this kind of. I like it in a very few select levels, but the rest of the time it is just obnoxious and way too slow. Well, I like there are certain parts of certain levels well, where it helps, but the definitely. big reason I liked it is because like one of the ways you'll kind of explore around in this is, you know, there'll be these false walls or ceilings and you they don't look any different, but you can tell by shooting. So it's like either uh, this one is good for finding like I found a couple on accident, but secret like areas I could jump through the ceiling to get some power ups because the you know, it'll shoot these two orbs that one will go along the, the floor and one goes along the ceiling. And they both move forward, so it'll drop out, kind of, you know. Now, the problem for me is those orbs bounce, and sometimes they will bounce over smaller enemies yeah, or in well, weird areas. And it's like they have a pretty big arc on their bounce, so sometimes if it's in a real tight passage or a corner, it won't. It'll just like hit something on the the ceiling or a background object, and it won't make it over. No, you're not totally defenseless from the front. It does shoot a pretty weak forward shooting i don't know shot as well yeah but overall i just found it to be pretty obnoxious and it was like well yeah there's certain places where you kind of have to have it or like if you would just want to shoot up or down (laughs) there are certain areas where i was like i'll just hold on to this like or yeah the elevator scene or whatever i mean mostly to be honest okay i rarely actually chose it but when i was stuck with it sometimes i was like well i guess it's not as bad as i thought so right right up next is my favorite of the three weapons the red orb or the spread orb. Yeah, the multiple. Now, yes, multiple. <laughs> and it is your classic spread gun. Yeah, and as you level it up, you get more bullets and it gets wider, mm-hmm. as you might imagine. So it's a, th- this is a big one, too, for just pasting the walls and seeing where it doesn't explode. Oh, I can get through there. There's mm-hmm. a secret passage. Yeah. It sounds like you did a lot more secret passage exploring than I did in this game. I, I mean, at the beginning, yeah, I blundered around a lot <laughs> well and that's the problem for me is a lot of times i didn't know if i was in a secret passage or the official passage or just going the wrong way it takes a little while to just be like where am i like you know mm-hmm. but you know one thing that certainly helps while you make your way through these levels is the next power up the rocket the yeah what like your little orb thing that no it's like a little homing missile oh yeah 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 sorry yes i don't know why i described it as an orb it is not an orb in any it is like a classic little missile. Uh, it shoots out every time you trig- fire the button. Uh, yeah. I feel like you can get it out faster by tapping the button than holding it. 
Okay. But I don't know for sure. I never really played around with it. Um, yeah, it's just like a little homing thing that'll go out and hit guys and come back. Uh, it's really handy. It aims to the closest of the enemies, which can be a little obnoxious sometimes, but it's generally just beyond helpful. And uh, you can get up to, I think, three of them at once. Or I mean, I remember having two, but I, I feel like I saw a guy with three when I was watching online. But that greatly improves your firepower because you don't have to aim it. And that's how you're getting to a lot of certain enemies that are above or below you sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, as we said, you're only shooting on the plane you're at and forward and backwards. So this is a huge upgrade to your ability to hit creatures that are not right in front of you. Yes. Now, you also start with three super bombs i don't know what you call them yeah or smart bombs i think is what the official terminology is and those are your classic screen clearing giant bomb these are awesome uh i had some problems at the beginning because i was being way too stingy with them because you get three per life per life yes so if you're about to die at least use one every time like i would just use them anytime i was like oh there's a bunch of enemies might as well like you do want to watch out because you can't open boxes that you can't get to yet hmm and that can, you know, spoil some power-ups in the future. But, and like, effectively using these was able to clear out a lot of uh, areas, trouble areas. Now, you don't get any more in levels, do you? I don't think so, it's yeah. It's only when you've died. Yeah. Then you can also find dropped uh, the green S. Yeah, you get, like... your super shield. Yep. And it's an invincibility total, it seems like. Yeah, for... it's like 10, 15 seconds, maybe. A little longer than I was expecting. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's time to haul haul ass when you get that because you want to get as much as you can. Out Definitely. Of it. And then the most important one, the one you're always looking for, is the big old heart. Yeah, that's a, a full uh, life refill. And that's the only way to get your life refilled, I think, is that. And does it refill between levels? Um, I think so. I think it does. And your life is a life bar. It's pretty long. It's broken into segments, and each enemy will do a different amount of damage to you. Yeah, yeah. So that, in that way, it's uh, that's kind of nice, because if this was a one-hit kill game, geez. Exactly. Now, it is fairly generous with the hearts, I feel like. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is that there are continues in the game. Yeah, I think you start with three. Three continues. Can you get more? Not that I know of. Well, because uh, you can get points, and you do. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Or you can get those little diamonds. They Those give you points, too. Uh, so throughout the level, you also just find diamonds sitting places. And those give you points, and then they give you bonus points at the end of the level. Yeah. Uh, along with any free men you find. Which uh, I, I don't know what if the score does anything. I, I couldn't figure it out. So I, I, don't. I didn't see any change in lives <laughs> or anything either. And then, like I said, you also find free men throughout the levels. Yeah. And those are little tiny versions of your turrican suit. Yeah. And there's a, they're pretty generous too. Like, and one thing that's cool is that at the end of the level, it'll tell you how many lives were in the level. Yeah. Which I kind of like. So you can be like, all right, look, there's two more extra men in there somewhere. I got to, you know, if you've been be beating your head against this level, like I did, at least the early ones, <laughs> it can help uh, pay off. It can. Now, there is another uh, thing I want to talk about here. And that is this other move you can do oh, that the, I truly don't understand. The energy wheel. Okay, I was going to call it ball form, it, but well, energy wheel is a little cooler. And what the heck is it? Like, you're invincible, I think? Yeah, you are you bounce around, you can drop mines while you're doing it. And you, you do it by pressing down and your rope button? Yeah, yeah, I think but so. But you can't do it all the time. Well, it has a meter underneath your life meter, and it'll run out as you use it. And, and then it's done until you die? Or beat the level. So you only have oh, okay. that allotment of it for, you know what I mean? Like, I rarely use this thing. I rarely did. It's very hard to control. There are certain areas where I'm, 
I would do it on accident. And I was like, wow, this made this way easier. I didn't think where you can just bounce through a bunch of enemies like like the hilly areas of certain, yeah, yeah. certain zones. I agree. But for the most part, you're just careening and you can't make the turns you need to or the jumps you would want. And certain bosses. Yeah. But you can if you end it by jumping. And you'll get a full jump, even if you're in the air, like from whatever point you're at. So, uh-huh. I mean, I guess you could use it for some acrobatic feats. I did not, but... Uh, well, while you're in the... What is the wheel? The energy wheel. The energy wheel mode. You also can eject these awesome-looking little like bomb things that yeah. go into the ground. And if they haven't hit an enemy now, they'll turn into a mine. Yeah, they're pretty... Uh, they have some big explosions. They're cool. And it's a really cool animation, the way they come out, the way they spin in to the ground and open up. It's yeah. I was it was really um, amazed that they put that much care into this thing that is rarely used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you have unlimited of those bombs while you're in the mode, I'm guessing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. And like you said, they're really strong, so if you can use them in, in areas with a lot of the bigger enemies, you can really hurt them. The problem is those enemies do have to get to the ground, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, certain certain places. And one last thing is that any every anytime you die, your levels will depower by one level. So you'll have to build them back up slowly. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> well, you know, I'll put it in right here because I will say this. This game has a really good set of Game Genie codes. Mm. And as a little aside, I would just like to talk about how my thoughts on Game Genie codes have changed so much over the years. <laughs> as a child, I was like vehemently against any of the devices that allowed you to alter the game. Yeah, cheaters. I thought it was like cheating, you know, like, oh, you were earning your victory, all of that nonsense. That was the same way. But as emulators have gotten so much better, and, you know, some of these games we play are rarer or hard to find, we play them on an emulated system, and they honor all the Game Genie codes. Yeah, yeah, built in. Built in. And a lot of them do actually, as advertised, subtly change the game in ways that aren't just straight up you know, invincibility. And this is one of those games that I really enjoyed what the options it gave you. It allows you to add more continues. So you can start with up to nine continues. You can start with more mm-hmm. lives per continue. You can start with uh, when you die, you don't lose any levels on your gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A whole host of things like that to kind of change the difficulty level on it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And when we get into our more recent experience, you'll see how I exploited those <laughs> to my advantage. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game or any of the Turrican games? I have none. Uh, There were games I was aware of, uh, but I just never seemed to... Like, by the time I think it showed up on Super Nintendo, I was already in my, like, well, I only do fighting games and RPGs at this point. So, you know, I I never played it. Yeah, I am in the exact same boat. I had heard of the series, probably seen ads for it in some magazine, but... No, I have never played it, and uh, I wasn't really even sure what kind of game it was. Right, yeah, I same here. <laughs> <laughs> that is, until you recommended it for this week's podcast. It's, it seemed like a, I was looking at some top Genesis games list, so that's where I got it. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with the game? Um, Mega Turrican. Mega Turrican. Um, which, which I don't know if I pointed out. Uh, I think the Mega in Mega Turrican is definitely for the Mega Drive. Right, right. Because there's Super Turrican for Super Nintendo as well. I think they're, I don't know if they're the same game, but they just changed the names. Didn't I, dig that deep. <laughs> it is not the same game. Anyhow, um, I beat this game. Um, I played it about 
six, seven times sittings. Okay. Um, uh, I, I cheated though. I didn't. I didn't beat it start to finish in one. You know, because it's a it is a long game, and uh, you know I punched around a long time with it. But I would use there's a uh, there was a bunch of codes you can enter if you uh, pause it. Yeah, there's, there's a, actually a bunch of in-game codes along with the game genie codes. But yeah, ones that work on the cartridge itself. Yeah, so there's like an inv- invincibility code basically. Or mm-hmm. oh, uh, I know the one I used was the level skip. You can just skip forward a level. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is like by the end it was like I would play through the first level, maybe parts of the second, farm up a bunch of lives, and then skip to the level that I hadn't beat yet. Okay, and then you know just play from there. So. Yeah. Well, I played it about three times, and the first two times I was playing pretty much just straight on, playing the first couple levels, trying to see how far I could get on my continues, that kind of thing. And then the third time, you know, I knew I had to beat this game, or at least get through it, and I decided to just go all in on the codes. Hell yeah. Game Genie this thing up. I gave myself like nine continues, I gave myself like nine (laughs) lives per thing. Fully equipped. I made it so that I, I restarted with my gun at its highest level right on i was ready to rock and roll yeah yeah but you know and so i did i mean i went through that game paused and had lunch and whatever oh, right. <laughs> had a nice all afternoon of it and uh then towards the end it was just starting to drag a little bit in my marathon but i really wanted to beat it and uh well that's when i just decided to pause the game and i'm not oh, sure what yeah. the code is but it's three rope or three something and then yeah, three of yeah. another thing and then three of that original thing again yeah and then you're invincible. And you just plow through it, man. And I just plowed through like the last level or two. You can still die from uh, pit deaths, though. Yeah, so. you can. You can. And I did. Be- oh, yeah. A lot of them, man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was just at that point ready to see the end of this game. It, you know, spoiler alert, didn't hold my attention that well. So I needed some some other method to keep me focused as I plowed through the end. I got you, yeah. Well, Nick, I really have no idea what to expect from this Data East Sega Genesis <laughs> instruction manual. Um, well, all right. Don't expect a lot. It's, uh, it's a mere 14 pages. Um, it's all blue and white. Okay. There's, there's screenshots, but no artwork. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean... Um, Does it give you some backstory? You do get a little bit where it's like you're working for the United Planets Freedom Force... And you're on a mission. You are named Bryn McGuire. Ooh. And uh, you have to don the Turrican suit yet again to rescue. It's, I guess, the bad guy from the previous ones is the machine. Because the machine is back. And you got to go kill it. That's basically it. The machine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it goes through all your, explains your weapons and items, etc. It gives you hints that are like, explore and look for stuff. That's it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, not a whole lot there. Um, do they give you any enemy names or boss things? Not even a single one. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, they've, this is a very uh, minimalist, you know, they got your controls and that's what you get. So, there you go. Well, Nick, here we are again in the general chat portion of our show. We are here. And I'd like to start by saying this game is the epitome of what I don't like about early 90s comic book aesthetics. Oh, yeah? It is just, I don't know, dripping with the weird, angular everything and its characters and portraits and I don't know. Oh, like the, yeah, the interstitial kind of stuff? or Anytime you get any type of cutscene or picture of a person, yeah, they are drawn like uh, 
you know, a Liefeld extremity. I don't even know what's going on. Like some of these guys where I was like, your head is a triangle. I don't know what you are. Like it's bizarre. I'm not a, yeah. And I'm not a fan of the actual look, the, you know, the comic book style of the, the Turrican suit, which looks weird where it's like, you have a gun on your chest Mm -hmm. on half of it. Like it just looks really oblong and strange. That, and it's like, you know, the big bad of the game, the machine looks like, you know, a super nineties fied version of strife and yeah, was, Galactus combined. I, yeah, I was gonna say it's like a purple strife. Like that's what I was like. Well, is this guy as cheesy as yeah? Yeah, I'll get out. And that's just to me that was like the final. I was like, well, that's kind of perfect for this game. <laughs> um, See the actual. I really like the graphics in this game. Like they are really the backgrounds look awesome. They're super detailed. Everything's super detailed. I I loved. Like, there's not a lot of different enemies, but almost all the backgrounds, I was like, I can't believe I, this is on Genesis. Like, it looks great. Hmm. Oddly enough, I have almost the opposite reaction. Really? I felt like the backgrounds and everything were too detailed. Everything was, like, just so muddled by the sheer amount of different colors. It does take a little while to get used to, or, like, you know, to be like, all right, this is what I'm walking on, and this is what's in the background and what's not, you know? Yeah. But, well, just to me, I mean, it just assaulted me at points like you know sometimes just the jarring different colors the sheer amount of things in each block in the foreground and background at the same time i know what you're saying uh, and i kind of felt that way at first when i was playing but i, I guess i just got used to it i don't know i i really because i was like there's a lot going on back there uh that looks good man again not the cutscenes though <laughs> Dion, i don't know uh, it's interesting that we we fall so differently on that line but i can see where you're coming from I don't know. Maybe for me, it's just my personal preferences and color and palettes that those ones were just a little, little too jarring for me. Yeah. Well, I can see what they were going for, you know, and I understood the technical achievement they were trying to show off. But to me, it just seemed like it was trying a little too hard. I okay. I got you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and to your point too, I felt like they do overdo it with explosions. Like stuff is exploding, and I'm just like, there's this like constant, like a oh like a path of like all this fire. I'm like, I don't know if there's enemy bullets coming through here. I'm not seeing them, you know, like it's hard to, to, it does make a big mess there. And when you're rapid firing a lot, like things are exploding before I ever knew I was even attacking something. Oh yeah. You know, I'm just like running forward and I'm like, wow, the edge of the screen is full of explosions. Yes. They are all dead. I also really like the music in this game. Like for um, the most part, I agree, but there are some real clunkers in there. There's uh, the big thing for me is that it's like, it varies between some of the music. I was like, wow, this sounds great on being on a, a Genesis. It doesn't sound like it at all. Some of it, you can really hear the tinniness. Yeah. I but mean, I like it, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> now, this game also has a uh, nice options menu where you can change your difficulty. It has a hard mode, but it also has a easy mode. Yeah, I, I just played on normal. So. Same here. Apparently, if you play on easy, you only get to go so many levels in. Okay, one thing that I really like about this game, okay, is because, and I mean, I can see this from I, and from what uh, we talked a little beforehand, but it's like, these are really big levels, and they have a lot of split paths, like, and exploration elements to it, to find, like, it's all about getting those one-ups, man. Like, yeah, but There's a me, lot of them out there. Yeah, but for me, this is the very definition of what uh, Dave Rudin calls the airplane hangar level. <laughs> where the developers have a very large box of a room, and then they're just trying to figure out the most convoluted way to get you from the bottom left corner to the top right corner. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of the levels have, like, stuff that you don't have to go to. Exactly. And for me, I just found it more confusing than anything else. I wasn't sure if I was on the right path, if I was backtracking, if I was going towards the goal at all, unless I was in one of the rare levels that said you were going to the goal. Because they were so extremely confusing (laughs) that if there wasn't a sign telling you the end of the level was a certain direction, you would have no clue. No, they're huge. Um, Yeah, especially level four. Um, But... I really like that when you die, any enemies that you kill will stay dead. That is pretty great. So it's like, um, especially if you if you explore around and farm out a bunch of lives, like that's how you get to these new levels and start to explore them because the downside is the the timer. Yes. I hate that this game has a timer. It shouldn't have one. It's stupid. I agree because for the amount of exploring that they want you to do and the amount that you might get lost, yeah. I found myself running out of time or getting close to a few times. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the later levels where they give you like 999 seconds, it's like, well, what's the point then if you're just, you know, why why even have the timer? It's it's like a atavism from old games or something. It's not, doesn't need to be here. You mean like that high score? Yeah. Who cares? Like if you're not going to give me extra men or anything, then just don't put it in there. Yeah, I agree entirely. My biggest stumbling block when I first started playing this game was that I kept trying to play it like Contra and you can't do that. You have to slow it down. You're not running and gunning like that. No. And then when you learn to use a plasma rope, it's not like Bionic Commando. You can't use it like that. And you can't use it for fun. Your energy wheel... You can't use it like the Maru Marai or whatever from it. Like, these things resemble other things. So it'll, like, triggers me, like, okay, I know how this works. But you don't. You got to learn it. Play around with it, man. Like, uh, they, they have their own uses, but they're they're not like what they first seem to be. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I found that out a little, little harder than you did. All right, Nick, it's time to take this game level by level. But, you know, as thorough as we like to be, this game has very, very similar levels between stages and worlds they're, for the most part. Yeah, they're pretty big. Uh, you'll have certain areas where, you know, it breaks them down. But it's like there's 15 stages, I think. There's three stages in each of the five worlds. So Yeah, it's really more about the bosses you're going to be fighting Uh, and the mini-bosses you'll be fighting throughout these levels. Because, you know, what I found was that the levels in this game are just really generic. I mean, it's it's just about poking around, looking for secret men, really. Um, But there's nothing about the design of them, about getting around in them, that seemed interesting or fun. Like, it wasn't like I really enjoyed getting through a level because I had to do it so slowly and methodically. But there wasn't, like, a lot of danger to the platforming, I didn't feel like I was greatly rewarded for the exploring. I mean, I just kind of was going through them. I see. I really liked the exploring in this game. Uh, I thought there was lots of, I was like, wow, now there's these shortcuts or you can go these places. There's a lot of extra men out there that, uh, I don't know. It, it was just like, it was just the right balance of easy fighting. Kind of like if you just don't rush it, you know, right with certain enemies. I don't know. Well, to me, that we'll was get, the, the yeah. point was that, I don't know. It just felt like everything was well done. But it just is something I'd done before in so many other games, it felt like. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, I mean, it's not the, it's not Super Metroid or anything, but I, but, but anyways. <laughs> let's get into level one of the game. Oh, yeah. Well, the first level, you start in a kind of high-tech lab area. They don't have names, do they? No, not that I, they're definitely not in the manual. So. All right, well, I'm going to ask you to call out them by number then. That's what, well, level one one is what, uh, 
I mean, where some of the levels, I feel like they bleed into each other. I'm not sure where one one and one two, like where they really demarcate, but right. Regardless, this first one, you're going to be in a you know high tech lab. You got a lot of like purple uh, bookshelves and things in the backgrounds. There's these cool capsules, these like glass tubes you can break. Little monsters come out, you kill them. Now, um, in the beginning of this game, that's where they trick me because these backgrounds are awesome. They're not overly detailed. You know, they are your basic things you're going to find in this laboratory area. Yeah, and um, it's where you, the enemies you'll see, like, there are these little robots. I call them flat top bots because they look like they have a little flat part on top, and uh-huh. you can jump on them and kill them. They so. are the one of the only creatures you can jump on. Yeah, there's very few. But... And when you jump on them, they do then... They don't die instantly. They scurry off. Yeah, they do a little robot squeal and, and scurry off. So they're pretty easy. <laughs> like, uh, and there's, you know, this level, you're just going to be a bunch of like, there's turrets and platforms, you know, that you're using these to move around. There's, you know, like we mentioned before, quite a few little split side paths. You can get some power ups and stuff. But long story short, you'll work your way around to your first mini boss, which is the caterpillar snake thing yeah pretty classic yeah you fall down you're in a little room with some platforms and like four exits that it crawls in and out of yeah this thing is really easy to avoid if you want it has a very very dependable path so you watch it move around once or twice and you know what it will be doing this entire fight yeah and you just shoot it in the face where you can i think i had the spread gun here and uh you know you only get shots on it when it's heading towards you usually yeah yeah so it takes a while now, that is another thing I'd like to point out. The boss fights and the mini boss fights in this game can really, really go on. Some of them, I mean, uh, I mostly use laser, so maybe I had a little less. But uh, I think, like with this one, it's like he's he's easy to avoid, but his, vulnerable, his vulnerability is not that much. Like you only have a small window to shoot him before then, well, now you're just shooting him in the butt and it's not doing damage. So, so you're hanging out in this screen for quite a while. Yeah. Just slowly whittling him down. And when you do, he explodes. And that's another cool thing about this game. And that is usually when you destroy a boss, they usually blow up part of a, the level, which allows you to move on. Yeah, yeah. So in this way, you, you'll move to the left. And there's, uh, you know, and this is right away, there's a split path that lets you skip a big chunk of the level. And you'll see those like garbage chute parts in the area. And right, stuff. right. And uh, eventually, wandering around, uh, you will find your way to this like elevator battle, which is, I guess, the next mini boss. Right. You know, where it's like you're moving down. It's like a, a swarm of those bugs, the things that were in the, the tubes earlier. Yeah. Now they're flying in and they dive to the ground. Yeah. They're like, not really hard to uh, deal with, but if they do hit you, they take off a pretty sizable chunk of damage. Yeah. I've, if you just stay on the very left and shoot, I jump because you can hit them in the air sometimes, right? When they appear, only a few of them will actually be close enough to hurt you. And the rest of them, you can just kill them. Like this was a pretty easy mini boss i thought yeah well i thought so too because i actually ended up having that weird spread gun not the spread gun the oh the rebound the the rebound gun and so it shoots straight up and therefore you can't get hurt by any of the ones coming from the sky and then the bottom one goes across the bottom sweet that's yeah good tech man well you get to the bottom of the elevator and that's it. Like it's, it doesn't really telegraph that you should do anything else. So no, it does just sit there, and you're like, "What?" And then you start walking to the right. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it was a little awkward. I felt. Yeah, and then you're yeah back to business as usual until I mean, lots to explore, and then you'll get to uh, the boss who I just called the big blob boss, which is like the those pink clumps fall from the ceiling oh, and assemble into a weird 
like and by blob, this is like a fleshy blob. Yeah, We're not talking like <laughs> you know, green ooze. This is a gross mound of human flesh and uh out of it materializes a mouth. Yeah, it has and like an eyeball. These, yeah, it's like one side will get a mouth or sometimes two and they kind of chomp and do they shoot at you, I think? Uh yeah. the mouth shoots at you. Yeah, but your goal is to shoot it in the little cluster of eyes. That's mm-hmm. what I thought of them as. So yeah. it's always on the other side, so you have to grapple across and hop over on the other side and shoot him in the eye till it explodes, and then another one reappears. Or if you're me, you just jump over and take the damage. See, I, I did that at first, and I died, and I was like, man, I don't know. How, how are you supposed to? I was like, I can't blow up these. And then I, I, like, I just did not register that ledge in the, the top center of the ceiling right. where you actually grapple. I was like, oh, that's there. Duh. Well, and I then, think I had the laser at this point, so maybe that helped me out. And I, yeah, there was it materialized where I could just clip the edge of it run out of it, take a tiny bit of damage, and then uh, wail on that eye. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to take the damage, or if you have enough life, totally. I mean, you only have to blow it up, the eyeball, I think three times to right. kill it, so it's pretty, pretty gentle. It is. And once you've destroyed that weird mound of flesh, well, there's more level to go through. Yeah, well, now you can move on to, I guess, this is World 2-1. Okay, um, sorry. Now you've officially moved on to the second world. Yeah, and this is, uh, I guess you're in sewers or some sort of industrial water treatment looking area. Definitely like, like some sort of sewer land. You have all this like green background. There's like these big yellow vats or tanks of, you know, they have meters and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Lots of details, rivets. Uh, I love it. Um, and this to me is where it starts getting a little too much. There are little details on every square of each sprite. That there's certain, you know. The little each, rust, you know, around each rivet, like... I understand that's cool detail, but when that's on a repeating pattern across the entire background, it you know, or not the entire background, but a lot of it, it, it gets a little too much for me. Yeah, I again didn't bother me, <laughs> but uh, and there's those cool like like it's like you can see those windows and those tanks with like skulls in them and stuff. Like that was cool. I I don't know it the back especially in this level the backgrounds really remind me of like Comic Zone. Okay, you I know can what see I mean. That, yeah. Like certain areas, but. Uh, the big thing that I hate here are, once again, one of our old favorite enemies, bubble crabs. Yeah, what is up with these crabs? They I, make no sense. I mean, these are robots that shoot bubbles. And, and here's crabs. the thing. Like, what the? At first you think, well, that's not a big deal because the bubbles actually don't hurt you. They just push you. Well, these things, I hate these enemies so much. I do too. They, you, they, the bubbles block your shots and stuff. So yes. it's like. Uh, and they block you from jumping on the platforms. So and, I. The worst part is when you get close to the crab, it rushes you and it does a ton of damage. That's why yeah. I would just like stay away and wait. Or I guess it's a good place to milk your smart bombs. And, you know, you get into a screen with a bunch of them, just blast it and run through. Hopefully you have homing missiles. That's or another. your ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anytime you have those, you're good. You should, I mean, this game throws a lot of power ups at you. So it's not hard to, you know, max yourself out pretty quick um, unless you keep dying. But uh, for the most part, I was able to get a lot of firepower pretty early on. Yeah, if you can make it through these horrible crab-infested waters. <laughs> in the sewers. And then, I mean, then there are those waterfalls that, you know, where it's just like big spills of water come down. But Now, those do do damage. They don't knock you off, uh, which I thought was probably going to happen. Uh, so I guess that's better, but yeah. it still does a, quite a bit of damage. Yes, and then eventually at the end of this, what I consider, I guess, 2-1 is where you'll stop. You'll see a bunch of those waterfalls come down, and it'll fill up part of the level with water. And now you're in a, like, half-and-half half water section. you got to get in the water now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're swimming. You have kind of a weird swim mechanic. Yeah, and um, then right off the bat, you encounter a giant sea serpent. 
Oh yeah, yeah. When the scene, you'll there are these little like yellow boats too. You can ride those or just swim through the water. Uh, just you know, keep your head about you. There's some electrified fish you got to deal with, but really this area I thought was fairly easy. I just tried to cruise through here. Mm-hmm. You know that little chunk. And then at the end of this area, it is a little confusing because you don't go to the right anymore. It's just a bottomless pit underneath you that you go down into. Well, normally those will kill you too, even in the water. Like I got tricked because sometimes there will be like a crate. Right at the right bottom. at the bottom of the yeah. screen. So I was like, oh, there's a floor down there. And it's like, nope. Well, that's why I was confused at the end of this area because, you know, I was trained not to go down. Yeah. But that's where you go. But then once, yeah, you'll drop down to the next section where you're fully underwater. And now you have a different swim mechanic, which is kind of weird. But I thought it was a lot easier. It felt more like a real swim. Correct. And you'll see a lot of, this is a lot of water-themed guys. you got those red and purple jellyfish mm-hmm. things, uh, those little, like, clams that shoot little jellies, squids with, now, like, this bullet heads. area definitely gets harder because there's just a lot happening on the screen at times. And there's a will, lot of projectiles. This is where uh, I very, like, you're heading down, so you want to go towards the bottom as best you can. This is the first area where it really opens up, like, there's a bunch of little side areas, but... Tons of enemies, so I would just, you know, this is a great place to use smart bombs, like, especially if you've built up lives. When I was, like, exploring through, it's like, all right, I can, at least from those three smart bombs alone, I can clear huge chunks of this map, so then on my next life, I can explore at my leisure, kind of. Right. That was my tactic. And to me, this was also the first area that I started getting you know, that feeling of confusion. Like, am I going the right way? Like, well, I've been going a lot, and there's no I, indicator that I, I am. I can see. Plus, because I'm like, this is, uh, like, Earthworm Jim has a similar level. To, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think, yeah, so I could see where you didn't <laughs> didn't enjoy it. But. but either way, it's not too hard. You just always go down. And sometimes, you know, you're dead end. You just turn around. The other way will find, you'll Generally, find it's down. not horrible backtracking. Not in this one. It's always easy enough to find the path down to the next level. Yes. And when you finally get down to the bottom, you will fight a giant octopus. You will. This guy was, uh, I mean, it's just a big octopus with four arms. So quadrupus, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. you, um, they kind of move around. You stay in between them. And uh, well, that's the thing. He's only vulnerable in his eye. Yeah. And. It blocks it with those tentacles. It's kind of like a uh, life force yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the boss that moves its arms around, you know, and so it's slowly moving them around. And that's the hardest part of this level is just waiting for the opportunity to attack it. It'll like trick you because it'll look like it's going to crush you, but it never fully will. So if you're like on the ground, like I've, you know, we don't have like two legs on either side of you and it's moving down. And I was like, I'm going to get killed, but it'll, then it'll back off. So oh, okay. that's generally because I mean, I was trying to do the, just around and around it. I did the first time. I mean, I was able to beat him, but, you know, losing quite a few lives the first few times where I was trying to do that. But then I found, I was like, I'll just wait. And then when he backs off, then I can get out, get in a good burst Mm -hmm. of laser or whatever, you know. So, you know, and again, you want to burn off all of your super bombs you have when you get to the boss. Because they will do damage to the boss. Oh, yeah. Probably more than your gun would. If you have them, yeah, get, burn them if you got them. But you destroy this guy, and you get to finally move past to the second world into the third. Yes. You're out of the water. Now you're in the world of flying cars. Yeah. Welcome Wait. to the world of falling deaths. The first time, yeah, because it's very unclear where you're supposed to go. Like, this plane just, uh, I mean, you're, you're on girders that are hanging from flying cars. Right. You're in the sky. You jump around. on the girder, and the car then zooms off in one of eight cardinal directions 
You got to, yeah. And I mean, this is a, a short segment, thankfully. Yes. I mean, once you've done it once or twice, you know, you're like, oh, now I got to jump back to the left. Because there are times where it's like, they won't wait for you. No. And then they just start moving. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I missed my chance. I just dead. Right. So that kind of sucks because it's kind of cheap deaths. But the music here is awesome. So after that short segment, you will find yourself dropped off in a stormy, ruined city mm -hmm. where you've got all this like junk all over the ground. There's dilapidated buildings in the background. Get some lightning effects. I liked it. Now, I think the backgrounds in this part are pretty awesome. I will agree with you. And the lightning effects are really cool. And this is a this level you're going to be fighting a lot of like those flat top robots. You'll see some wrecking balls later. There's some things, but this is really more of like a mini boss. Yeah, you just hit this level. Like, there's quite a few of them, and they're all kind of like these weird robot creatures, junky. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the first one you get is a, the uh, it's just a giant robot fist. Yeah, it's uh, pretty funny because it's like it's just part smashing. of a boss. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you'd think there'd be another one to face. You fought this in many other games as a threesome, but this is just the lone fist. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it tries to smash you below it and floats left and right. This guy's pretty easy, I thought. Like. If you uh, very. just stay very close to him when he smashes, you can uh, blow him up. I used my I used a lot of my mine bombs against him the first time okay. I fought because I was like, yeah, you can roll back and forth way faster than he can. But in the end, I don't know if it's worth your meter there. This whole level, too, has plenty of great spots to use that ball. where You can just bounce right through. You're invincible and just go right skip under, past all these stupid enemies. or yeah. yeah, and under all the wrecking balls. Yeah, yeah. But this mini-boss, Robot Fist, take him down. He's pretty... Uh, pretty weak and then that's when you after him you'll keep progressing to the right and that's where you'll see a lot of these little like jumpy robots with like swarm little guys i hate them i hate them so much hopefully you have uh your maxed out multiple here because there's just fields of them you just have to like stop and shoot like or i guess you could roll through them but a lot of times you're trying to go uphill well they're, always they're bouncing at you down at a weird angle that is almost impossible to get with your guns yeah, yeah. I guess maybe if you had a rebound, I don't know. I didn't. But even then, there's so many of them that it. I'm always getting hit by them. I didn't figure out a way to not take damage. Yeah. This is another feature about this game that's kind of counterintuitive. It's like you can always re uh, retread, back off, and kill them because they won't respawn. Right. Like nothing responds. So it's like it's playing with different rules, man. But at <laughs> this point, I'm not backing up. I just keep one of them. Like, move no forward. No step back. <laughs> but shortly after that, you will fight your next mini boss, who is the. I called him Spotlight Bot. Okay, I can see why. It's like the it's like a, a little robot. I mean, I guess it's not little, but you know, it's got a face, a little spotlight coming down, and it it shoots two kinds of like orbs at you. It has like a spread shot, and then yes. those slow glowing orbs as well. But man, you have so much time to hit this guy. He is down in your range of fire quite often. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you can just dodge, or especially if you use your ball, it's really easy to just, boom, you're on the other side of the screen, and then just jump and, you know, shoot him if you need to. Um, this guy, pretty gentle. And then um, more junk, more junk, more little robots. And, and then they're probably uh, uh, wrecking ball swinging through. Yeah, yeah, and uh, soon enough you will find yourself fighting, uh, I called him the junk bot. Yeah, um, it's like a more fully formed robot. I think... From what I read, I think this is like a beat up version of a boss in an old Turrican game. Oh, where it's like it looks just like a really beat up mech kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, this one's really easy. I, it, like he just tries to smash you. If you just stay in the very center, like he'll barely ever like you just move a little to the left, a little to the right, right, like, and then just and, keep shooting him. He's a huge target. I don't even think he shoots anything at you. It's, and there's and there's no weak spot. I mean, you can hit him anywhere. Yeah, so, so tear him up, man. This guy super easy, but. 
After a little progress, we get to one of my favorite ones of these mini-bosses, at least in this level, which is that weird tank with the smasher thing on top. Oh, yeah, that thing is hilarious. Where it's got, like, you have a row of tank treads on the bottom, then the weak spot, then a gun, and then you can just stand on the treads and just blast it. It it, looks like the top is made out of, like, some other material. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird looking. Yeah, once I figured out you could jump up on it, oh, this boss was nothing. I mean, it's like, if you just back off when he does the smash thing, like, this guy reminds me also of the uh, Bashasaurus he-man vehicle uh-huh which had that big swinging arm that would smack down if you press the button so shout out he-man you guys know you know what i'm talking about but yeah. anyways you beat this stupid guy move along and pretty soon you'll be fighting spot uh, <laughs> spotlight bot part two yes pretty much the same maybe a little faster did you notice any difference no no because again you know even though he's flying he's in your range of attack most of the time yeah, yeah. so it doesn't matter so take him down and then finally, you will get to the real boss, which is the pretty crappy, uh, the crane. Mm. I couldn't believe this was the end of the level boss. I, I was I was a little let down. I mean, I was kind of glad because it was easy, but... <laughs> I mean, this is like, I don't even know if I would categorize this as a mini boss. It's so pathetic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a crane arm that picks up one of three objects and tries to drop you, drop them on you. Barely. I mean, it's, it almost looks it like it's just moving. doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. In and a room. There's some, like junked up balls of metal or whatever that fly in from the right so if you just stay on the left and shoot them shoot the crane arm when it comes down shoot those balls before they attack you it's really easy um yeah it is bizarrely pathetic for a a boss but hey you know what at least you fought a ton of bosses (laughs) you need a little break you beat him and you can move on out of this junk zone yes and we're on to level four now and if uh, you thought that contra was copyright infringing Oh my goodness. Like these, they really like, this is so unabashedly like Giger, like the alien xenomorph head things. So, they look exactly like it. Like they're the same color. Like we may have talked in the past that many video game designers were very influenced by the work of H.R. Geiger and his xenomorphs from the movie Alien and Aliens. Oh yeah. But man, this game really takes it to a whole new They were like, we're level. not even going to pretend we're, this is... Let's just be honest here. This is what we're doing. You knew it. We knew it. Let's just, you I, know. I can't believe that the lawyers for the H.R. Geiger estate had so little clue that the world of video games existed. I, I guess, man. Snuck under the radar. Maybe he just didn't care. I don't know. Because in this level, there are platforms that are straight up xenomorph heads. Yeah. You fight the dog alien. Yeah. From Alien 3. Yeah. It's in a bunch of spots. There's eggs and face huggers. There are these straight up alien egg sacks and just straight up face huggers pop out of them and then attach to your face then making the worst noise in this game (laughs) you gotta fight them off man um those guys though um the eggs Mm -hmm. and the uh face huggers you can jump on those okay like if you actually hop you can do like a double hop and just kill them both if you get a face hugger on your face though it is so annoying it's uh i yeah i i would always i mostly stayed back and shot at them so Mm -hmm. i didn't encounter it like that much but it is like we just black back and forth wiggle to get it off or shoot it or just takes time i don't know i did all the above every time just kind of it always works eventually right (laughs) we've only got so many buttons one of them will work exactly but my biggest problem with this level is that it really forces you to do some fine-tuned jumping that you've never had to do before and use your plasma rope in a way that you've never had to. There were parts in here where upon, you know, reviewing and watching some other people play, I was like, oh, I didn't even think you could make that jump. Like, right. this was where I really was like, all right, I just need to get used to this damn arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a while, I did, but it's just like... 
but it took going up these uh forever platforms you know what i mean like where it's like it'll just be these left right segments Mm -hmm. up a shaft and i could do those jumping but once you get to the area next to that where it's like you have to use your plasma rope to grapple up and then double jump basically yeah it's uh i mean it takes a little getting used to but uh too much getting used to by this point i was i was relatively comfortable ish like i wasn't doing any sweet swings but i was like i can get myself up there and jump and then the other problem is this level is so confusing that it literally is like putting signs up telling they you what direction They do give you exit arrows because this level is gigantic. It is huge. Um, it gives you the, this is one of those levels where it's like, why did you give me a timer if you're giving me 999 seconds? Like, Yeah, exactly. You will, uh, and you. this is also where you'll see those creepy, these, I don't know if this is from uh, H.R. Giger, but the those giant alien fly things. Yeah, well, they look like a six-armed alien queen mixed with a giant, Housefly. They're really gross. Um, I thought they were cool, but they're, they, they they're are. just enemies. Yeah, whatever. But They fly around, they smash the ground, but <laughs> again. You, you follow these exit arrows through this long, tortuous path, and eventually you will beat this level, which will bring you to the alien train level, which is the forced scrolling. Okay. And these, they, I mean, there's some pretty, again, very Giger looking like they have veins and rib cages and stuff all over them where you're on a train mm-hmm. made up of these weird, gross things. That shoot fire out of them. And that's the biggest uh, stumbling block on this level. It's not, you know, the enemies or anything. It's that there is jets of fire that shoot out. Yeah, you got to time it with that. And, um, you know, since it's auto-scrolling, you really have to get your timing right. And the other big uh, danger of this level is the platforms. Yeah, there are these platforms that at first uh, well, I couldn't tell what they were. Well, yeah, I want to use the word platform loosely because it's like a little trick they try to do with the graphics. <laughs> yeah. Where it's they like, yeah. scroll like multiple versions of the same sprite at different sizes. Yeah, it'll look like a, it's a like pillar scrolling by, you know, that but you it jump doesn't on. quite get there. Nah, it didn't. I mean, once I figured out, I was like, oh, those aren't enemies. I have to jump on them. You know, then it becomes, I mean, this is the most platformy level and you're going to die if you hit the ground. So get used to that. But I lost a lot of lives here. Agreed. This was what, this is one of the points where I was like, all right, I'm taking a break. Like, come back at this fresh. But. Yeah, after you get all the, once you master jumping on those weird platform things, then you can get past this, uh, this level's not too horrible. One thing I like is that the alien cars aren't just like, if you imagine, like at the left and right edges, there's kind of inclines where you can land mm-hmm. if you're not fully on top of it. So Well, you this is not Battletoads. They give you <laughs> lots of leeway at the edge of the uh, platforms to land. Thankfully, but regardless, you can... Uh, Make your way to the end, and then that's where you will find another mini-boss, or boss, depending on how you look at it, which mm-hmm. is that weird, it's like the alien skull that comes up, and it's got orbs around it. Yeah, yeah. Shoots them off one by one. I think you can blow them up, and if you blow them all up, he makes a new round. Mm-hmm. And I think he only does that twice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I, that's all I ever saw, but I just assumed he would get more later, but I Maybe. didn't. He was pretty chill for a boss. I didn't. Agreed. You, know. you just avoid those balls the and level shoot was away. The, yeah, the level's the real difficulty here. Definitely. Well, once he's defeated, you find yourself in a whole new area. Oh, yeah. Just like the other one you just left. This just is uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an even worse version of that first aliens inspired hellscape it is huge and uh just just like the you know 4-1 so you battle your way through follow the exit arrows um, and battle is indeed not the right word i would say suffer because i found this one to be really brutal in the fact that it was harder to figure out where you wanted to go and if you backtracked at all you were forced to redo some very tricky jumping or rope swinging and this is also where there are certain spots where i was like 
I can see two exit arrows pointing different directions. <laughs> yes. Whereas like, there's a split path, so it's like you can go either way, I guess. But I was just well, like, what? I also <laughs> noticed that it, it did dawn on me eventually that one of them, sometimes they were in a slightly different area. Like there would be a, a slim wall separating them. So oh, it was yeah, telling yeah. you as you got to it where you needed to go. Yeah, yeah. But hey, yes, which... it, it was still... Very, very confusing. I mean, I'll, I'll take a lot of the help I can get. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used my rope so little that by the time I got to this area, I, I was actually stumped for like a minute as I was trying to figure out how to, I was like, where do I go? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I got a grapple. I forgot about that button. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But you make it through this long beast and you will fight a, another. Well, this is the boss I thought I would fight at the end of the first time I went through right, this level. Right, right. Yeah, this is um, the alien queen. The, yes, it is. I mean, I guess it's... Uh, it's a little larger than life. Yeah, it's got like its big head, and then there's a long uh, scorpion tail that you're you know, you're know, on top of. It's kind of moving up and down. But, man, what an easy boss. Yeah, it just shoots... It shoots spreads out at you, and it'll, ro- sh- it'll barf out a little like ball that rolls at you, but... It takes a while. I think I got to this with the spread, so I, it just took forever... Yeah, but I, I didn't have a hard time dodging most of its attacks. No, it's it's pretty tame. So yeah, blow this alien up, and then you can move on to the final world. The I call it the high tech factory. It's a very fitting name. It's uh, a high tech factory. I did like this has the cool like bolt platforms that spin. You know, you jump on them and they kind of spin. Those were kind of cool. And then uh, so you, you know, are on the actual bolt. And there's a lot of uh, conveyor belts in this level. Yeah, conveyor belts and those big, like, pounders, you know, some things you got to dodge. They'll smash you if you hit you underneath. Uh, yeah, and then is this the level that also has the jets that will, um, the jet platforms that carry you up and down a bunch? I think so. And um, this is also where you'll see a lot of those cannons in the wall that shoot those, like, iron balls, the slow ones. Yeah. You can't blow them up. Like, I was like, did you steal this from Zelda? Is that what's going on? I like think so. they upgraded their tech, where they're like, "We found this ancient, yeah, whatever." These levels have so many of these uh, just riding platforms and jumping off at the right time and areas. fire pillars. Um, but eventually, you'll get to your first mini boss, which was a pretty cool one. I thought I call it the cannon wheel, where it's like that big circle. You're on a platform in the middle, and there's two cannons on. Oh it. yeah, around you. Yeah, and it's like you're in the center, so you're trying to dodge these two cannons. I thought it was a neat idea for a boss. Kind it of. was really cool. The problem was. It's really simple because they can't shoot through the platform you're on. Yeah, so you just got to manipulate it or and just blow up. You know, once you get one of them dead, then it's super easy, you know. And for me, they were both kind of following a similar path. So I didn't have to uh, encounter them on opposite sides very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Easy peasy. I mean, this boss was super cool, but not super hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of them aren't, but. Well, and... the hard part is the levels, uh, especially in this or in the later half of the game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. There'll be some more of that level after this guy, but you'll get to your next mini boss. One of my favorites, which is the giant flat top robot where it's like, you know, the ones you jump on top of, but it's like oh, the yes. giant version, the of giant it. version of him. I was like, oh, hey, cool. But again, I just jumped on top of him and shot him in his weak spot until he died. Like, I don't think I did anything really. I don't even know what he does. Like, I, I was going to say the exact same thing. I don't know. Because <laughs> again, when you see the obvious weak spot, you need, you, you run for it. And I don't remember what his counterattacks or anything were because it was gone in yeah. moments. Sorry, guy. But but he's not the end. No, no. Um, you'll you'll get some more of this wonderful long level, but then you'll eventually find this. I mean, I wrote Giant Skull Bot. It reminds me a lot of that boss from Contra 3 Alien Wars. Definitely. But it's like, you can see this, I mean, maybe like a giant Terminator, and it's like lifting up the wall. 
Yeah, and you can me, see his face peeking in. And it's he like a goofy Terminator. Yeah. like trying to. He's like a giant Terminator is trying to spy on like a party or something. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm like peekaboo. Like he looks cool. It's a cool looking skull face, but this boss is. It's kind of weird. Like yeah, it was all right. Apparently, he's got four arms because there's the two hands that yeah. are lifting the door, and then I think he does some sort of hand attack at some point. I, yeah. But again, you when you see his face, you shoot it. You just wait for the, yeah, when he lifts up the wall and reveals the weak spot, blast away. I don't remember his projectiles being, you know, that hard to no, deal with. No, no. And then it's time for the final boss. I mean, I'm assuming there's some more level in between because there's plenty in despair. But uh, you'll get to the final, this is the machine, I guess. Uh, he's, you know, giant purple bad guy head that uh, shoots some, you know, he shoots some bouncing lasers out of his eyes. And yeah. then got some... some homing fire stuff that comes out um this form is not not hard at all no nah, and uh once you blow him up that's when he you get his like human form where he's down well i'm not gonna lie i don't know i was invincible through all this so. <laughs> no well i mean any of these attacks are super strong so you you definitely have to watch out but okay. i mean like most bosses in most old games you just like just don't get hit and eventually if you just keep shooting you'll be doing damage so and of course this is not the final form you destroy the giant head and now he reveals his true form which is man-sized yes and now he teleports and throws like bouncing fire bombs like Mm -hmm. grenades at you uh again not that crazy tough like your margin for error is small because of high damage but his patterns aren't that crazy, so... Right. You know, and now that he's on the ground, it's definitely easier to know where he's going to be to when you want to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, so you should be able to take this guy down with no sweat. And if you do, get a sweet ending. Not really. Um, It's just... You do get a big cloudy sunset. Yes, you do. It's not animated. You get a short little... Um, apparently Bren saved a girl named Juko. That's the first I heard of her. I was really confused I was by like, this little... I ending. went back and checked the manual. I was like, there's no Juko that I saw, so... Okay. But you do get some full credits that go on for quite a while. All right. I do remember that. And uh, they're real credits. And then at the very end, you get, like, you know, your company logos. And then at the end, you must reset it yourself. Yeah. The power is in your hands. All right, Nick. It's time to review this game. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category with a score from 0 to 5. Starting with... Graphics and sound. Um, I give this a 4.0. I gave it a 3.0. All right. I mean, we've talked about our difference in graphical taste, but I was just really impressed by the backgrounds for the most part. There's not much variety in enemies. You're only fighting a few. Yeah, that's one of my big problems. You know, the fact I did point out, I felt it was a little muddled, but I did say the music is, for the most part, really good. Yeah. Agreed, man. It keeps uh, you rocking, keeps you rolling forward. And the sprite work, you know, is really cool. There's animations on the enemies, on Turrican himself. You know, it's all really well done. Yeah, yeah. You got anything else there, Nick? I, I, apparently not. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like I said it all already, but I mean, just, you know, you get a lot of details and stuff in the background, so I really liked it. Like, Dude, it is gosh. distracting. but Yeah, well, you know, we do disagree, but we both agree that it is better than average. Yeah. All right, Nick. For play control, I gave the game a 3.0. Okay. I'm, I gave it... Uh, I was on the line. I was like 2.5 or 3. Like I was agreed. I like... Uh, for the most part, it's pretty standard. Yes. Uh, my, uh, when in responsive. You know, the jump is real good. You go where you want to go. Yeah. The gun shoots as fast as I need it to. I can turn and fire on a dime. Not a problem there. But there is one big glaring problem with the controls. 
Well, the plasma arm definitely takes some getting used to because... And even when you do get used to it, it just it doesn't work very well. You can't... The swing mechanic, none of that is. I that's tight why as I, I was like, I it was not for swinging for me. I was like, I just you know I'll shoot it once and then pull myself right up there and then jump from there and I could usually get past things like mm-hmm. kind of a minimalist way of doing it. But my my biggest issue was I wish there was another button for the uh, energy ball. Yeah, because like I was accidentally doing it a lot. And Agreed. Then flying off a platform sometimes to my death. Yes. Yes. Next up, we have the challenge factor. And I know we're going to have different opinions on this one. I I gave it a 4.0. Oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> I thought you were going to give it a much lower score. I give it a 3.5. Well, I mean, this game, like, the levels, I mean, I like them because they're big. But it's like, when you get to the alien level, like 4 mm-hmm. and stuff, where I'm like, all right, this is a little much. Um, they are just so long. like Huge, huge levels. For the most part, repetitive at that point, you know? And this is when they stop just giving out hearts like there's no tomorrow yeah so i mean it's like early on you know they do give you that especially if you enjoy poking around in the easy levels like i did where i was like okay to where i could really stock up uh, lives and such so that by the time i got to these or skipped to these levels i had a you know i was able to absorb a lot of death and then by the time you get to those farthest levels you know when you do find yourself in areas that you don't have to go to it almost feels like a punishment because of all the enemies you have to fight in them yeah yeah i mean but, you know, there, there's, it self-corrects itself a little in that the enemies don't respawn. So if you get to a level with like 10 or 12 lives, you know, you're like, I will eventually be able to clear this whole thing out and just figure out where all this stuff is so I can make a better run in the future. And finally, our last category is theme and fun. And this one, I know we're going to have okay. different answers. All on. right. I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 2.5. Okay. So middle of the road. For yeah. Me. it's. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like this game had a lot of lofty goals and it tried to do a lot of things but overall just kind of felt pretty generic so i liked uh i don't know i felt like it was a little bit of you know it was a fun enough shooter with its its own feel like i liked there was just enough like you know the arm isn't great but it does add an element of like thinking about the level like well I'm, I, maybe if i you know grapple up here i can get up there or i can roll through some of these boxes or and i mean especially when i, I watched a playthrough after i had i'd been through it and i was it blew my mind but the last levels where i was like holy cow huge shortcuts that i wish i would have known or you know just rolling through the background where you right. realize you know but you know it's there and it's fun if you like admittedly repetitive exploration true i mean for me the theming just fell kind of flat the areas did look different but they weren't that memorable the only the only level that i truly remember well is the hr geiger levels and just because of their extreme ridiculousness yeah yeah well nick i truly don't know this time Mm. how you're going to answer this final question and that is should you play this game i think so it's got it's got enough interesting ideas i just think you should cheat all right. Well, I said probably not. Aww. I said, uh, unless you are a massive fan of the Turrican series and this one somehow escaped you, or perhaps you have really fond memories of the Mega Drive or the Genesis, you know, I'm talking to all you listeners out there in the Europe and you Aussies <laughs> down in Australia, you know, maybe go for this one. You probably rented it or saw it at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. Or you know one of the earlier games from, you know, the PC market being much bigger over there. Yeah, I mean... I think it would definitely work and the nostalgia factor could get you through the biggest flaws of this game. But for me, it's just not one I'm probably going to revisit. I gotcha. It did. And it made me curious about this series in general too. Or I'm like, maybe this is, I don't know. 
I don't know where it ranks in other Turrican games, so I, I've never played any others, so maybe I'll check some of them out. Next week's game will be Street Fighter 2 in its mini incarnations for the Super Nintendo. Find a copy of any of these games, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, if there's anything we messed up, got wrong, or forgot, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll bring it up here in the future. Please like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. You can check out the Twitterverse version of the show on Cart Command. We always appreciate when people subscribe to the show on whatever podcast device you listen to, especially if you're jumping ship like I did from the iOS podcast app after they ruined it with the last update. Oh. But guys, please tell a friend and gals. We love when the podcast grows and the easiest way for us to do that is to rely on you. It's free. So ha ha ha. But, you know, what's not free is making, hosting, and running this show. It does take a little bit of money, but thankfully we have some awesome, awesome Patreon supporters out there. Yep. They go to patreon.com slash cartridge command. Please, anyone else that would love to give to the show, do so. Your support makes this show happen. Yeah, if you want to open a Turricana whoop-ass on some iTunes reviews, you should. You totally should. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on! Next week's game will be Street Fighter 2 and its mini incantation incarnations. Incantations? <laughs> Ooh, Dr. Strange is up in this <laughs> the place. The hoary hordes of Hogan. Ooh, the wand of Watoo. <laughs> um,